0: Introducing the newest addition to the Sonos Home Sound System, the Sonos One. This smart speaker blends great sound with Amazon Alexa, so you can use your voice to control your whole Sonos system. Connect it to a Sonos Home Theater System and tell Alexa to turn up the TV volume in your living room so you can hear an ice hockey play-by-play on the podium while you're cooking in the kitchen.
1: Lady again, oh, yeah. we'll take the podium.
0: From NBC Sports and Vox Media, this is The Podium.
1: So let's get into the head of Sean White, the chifrin of the United Lindsay States. Lindsay this is her chance now.
0: And I'm your host, Lauren Shahadi. And today's episode, we sit down with Chef Dave Chang, founder of the Momofuku Restaurant Group and restaurateur. Lucy Cho. We've got their take on street food in Korea, misconceptions about Korean cuisine, and the one dish that perfectly sums up the country's fare. Just three Korean food experts hanging out. Gentlemen <laughs> and ladies, I wish you guys were bring food. I thought this interview was gonna be catered. You brought a soft drink, that's all you got?
1: Soft drink, I was just nibbling on some kimchi beforehand.
0: We're gonna talk about it. I have Michelin star chefs in front of me. I always wonder about their start. I hear your dad wanted you to be a golfer.
1: Yes. Like many Korean parents, they make their kids play golf, but my dad was a real trailblazer because no one wanted to play golf in the early 80s. And uh, I have no idea why he chose me as a golfer, but I uh, flamed out at a very early age and uh, found my way into cooking.
0: It's not like pro-golfing's a cakewalk, by the way.
1: No. No, very few people. I remember reading about Phil Mickelson and how he used to hit golf balls out of a sand trap in his backyard. And, you know, him and Tiger were probably the only ones that came out of the AJGA and became obviously super successful. But it's an incredibly hard game to make it to the top. How'd you become passionate about food? I became passionate about food. My dad actually, before he was in the golf business, he was in the restaurant business and he worked his entire life to make sure I would never work in the restaurant. And after college, uh, Basically, long story cut short, I didn't do that well enough to do anything else but cook, so my options were relatively limited.
0: <laughs> Lucy, you're so successful at such a young age. When did you start? Tell me a little bit about your journey. Um, I started cooking pretty late, um, but
2: because my family produced ceramics, so we were always surrounded by cooking and, you know, plating and having guests. So it was pretty natural, um, but I decided that I wanted to be a chef pretty like late in 2008 and 9, while I was externing in New York as a chef. But um, by that time I was uh, too old, well, from my Asian family, so I had to come back to Korea and start being part of my uh, family business so um just working two years i really wanted to get back to restaurant business and that's when i started
0: restaurants so you started a little bit later in life when you started cooking cooking wasn't cool right
1: no far from it it was like not people thought it was career suicide actually right you proved the opposite yes very lucky
0: was there this sort of naivete that you went into it with
1: um I didn't know what was at the end of the rainbow per se right like I knew that it was something that I wanted to do and that's more than I could say about almost anything else and you know about six months into choosing the culinary arts as my profession I was working like seven days a week couldn't get enough of it and then I realized for someone that is allergic to work I was actually enjoying working. So I was very lucky to find something that I wanted to do at early, I was 22, 23, yeah.
0: What are the common misconceptions you think about Korean food?
1: Well, number one, people sort of at at a 30,000-foot view sort of lump it in. It's the same thing, I think, as Chinese food. And they know that it's not Japanese food, but they're not sure what the difference is. And I think it's important for people to understand that Korea, including North Korea, is the size of Florida as a peninsula for the most part. But but there's incredible variation on that peninsula from North Korea. North Korean foods are going to be vastly different than the food in Seoul. And each place, since it's on the coastline, has tremendous variation. And the way I look at it is if you just think about kimchi, and there's thousands and thousands of ways of making kimchi. Kimchi itself is just a pickle, right? Um and throughout korea you're going to have regional variation on how you make the same thing that everyone eats and that's what i think is important is while there is a lot of different kinds of korean food i don't think people understand that are not uh, that are outsiders looking in is just how deep the rabbit hole goes in terms of the complexity of korean food that it's ho- so hard to just say this is what korean food is and maybe the best way to do it is just to come here And eat around or just do some homework and realize that it's way more than just kimchi itself and more than Korean barbecue which I think is delicious and everyone for the most part knows
0: you said that Americans don't understand the difference between Japanese and Korean how would you describe the difference between Japanese and Korean
1: food well I think Lucy has a better grasp because she spends a lot of time in Japan and to me Korean food is influenced by Japan, although I think Koreans as a whole have influenced Japan more than they've influenced Korea. And from, from the Mongols, to China, to the Americans, to the Portuguese who influ- introduced the chili pepper, used to not be spicy here, right? The chili pepper's a new world ingredient. Um, there's a long history of cultures merging and being sort of uh, distilled into what we have today. But Lucy has a better understanding. I, I
2: think it's less sweet. Uh, in general, we use less sugar overall, I think. and uh, But I think it's like, like David said, it's a small country, but we have eight regions. And each region has different dialect. That means that we are very passionate people, and then we are proud of where they're coming from. So I, I would say it's like a c- sort of Asian Italy, where each region sort of not fight against each other, but... Um, does a, put a lot of effort to show off who they are.
1: So, well, that, that's a, not to, to, to interject here, but just so people understand, if you're in the Tuscan region of Italy, you're making like um, stuff with parma ham and cheese because that's where the dairy regions are. And if you go down to Sicily, there is no real, you know, cheese. Good point. It's, yeah. it's, it's just very different. And the same thing happens here in Korea. Like my dad was born on the what is now the border of North Korea, China. And nengmyeon, which is like a chilled buckwheat soup and a pickled beef broth, and not that much meat. But like, there's not a lot of agriculture in the mountainside, and it's a very different thing. And if you go to Busan, which is for the most people, where, where's the geographic? The geography southern of Busan? part of
2: it. So it's like same dish exists each region, but it, it they they season it differently. The recipes are different. So that's why we have so many different types of kimchi because each region like to make their kimchi in their own way.
0: So, Lucy, if I was to sit down at your restaurant and you were to make me one dish to describe Korean food, what would that dish be?
2: Yeah, Lucy, good luck with that one. <laughs> rice. Pop.
0: Rice. Pop. Yeah.
2: Just rice. Rice. Because if you think about it, Japanese, they cook their rice with kelp or dashi, like they're using broth and stuff that brings out the sweetness of rice. But we can we consider rice in a different way because in China, they we. with... Like, you know, oily food. So the dryness and everything is different with their rice. But in Korea, we eat with tons of side dishes with, you know, all just different flavors. So the rice has to be, has to contain certain moist and also right. has to be sweet certain ways. We use plain water at the same time. Controlling the dryness is a little bit different to China and Japan. And rice is served at breakfast as well.
1: But rice in a myriad of ways. Juk, which is porridge. And then you can have it in soups, it's just rices. I just went the for the
0: safe option. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> in certain cuisines, fish is the spotlight or beef is the spotlight. Mm-hmm. I'm Lebanese, we use lamb. That's not the case in Korea. Well, I mean, another- uh, I think it's another, vegetables.
1: Yeah, vegetables. Fish and vegetables yeah. for the most part because it's a coastal country mm-hmm. for the most part. There's a lot of seafood here, preserved seafood, and Korean food, my mom will always say, is like the healthiest food you can eat because a lot of it is just like simply prepared vegetables um, and pickled vegetables, which are turned into various kinds of kimchi that don't have to be spicy itself. Um, I would probably say a big component of Korean food is preservation, mm. right? Fermented foods, salted foods. Um, to me, that really encapsulates sort of the character and hardiness of Korean culture Mm -hmm. is how we preserve things. Yeah.
0: Well, I've tried kimchi, but I want more recommendations. We're going to take a quick break, and Dave and Lucy have agreed to stick around and tell me what I must eat next here in Pyeongchang. Don't miss it. We live in New York City, so before we leave the house every day, I do a quick, Alexa, what's the weather? But I also love good sound quality, which is why I'm so into Sonos One, the newest addition to the Sonos Home Sound System. It's not just a speaker, it's the speaker. It's the premium wireless sound system controlled by your voice, which I love. This is for the people who love sound. When I first got it, I was thinking, I I, I have to set up this, it's going to take a while. But all I did was go to the link, download the app right to my phone, and the whole thing really just took a minute. This speaker, it's surprisingly small. It blends right into the wall, and you can choose a color that also blends with your decor. You can play Amazon Music. You can play Spotify, Apple Music, all in one place. And plus, you can play different music in each room. So my kids can listen to Kids Bop in one room, and I don't have to hear it, and I can listen to Katy Perry. Sonos is offering listeners of The Podium Podcast 10% off one order of $2,500 or less for any product on Sonos.com it's a great deal. This offer is available for a limited time only. It won't be around forever and it cannot be combined with other discounts or promotions. So hurry up and get your Sonos one. Use the promo code WINTER10, capital W I N T E R 10 at sonos.com to receive this offer. Welcome back to the podium. Today's conversation is so much fun. I'm talking about Korea and the diversity of its cuisine with chef David Chang and restaurateur Lucy Cho. Everyone keeps saying Korean street food is where it's at. Yeah? Do I need to try it? Why? Any street food is fun.
2: <laughs> it's, it's just a variation. Like, I mean, sometimes I walk around and see street food and see how we evolve as a culture. Because it's, it's sort of like,
0: I think, it's, it's a mixture of everything. Cooking didn't used to be trendy. Now it is. There's this whole celebrity chef movement. Good.
1: Depends on who you ask. I'm asking you. Um, Well, I don't love the word celebrity chef at all. But you are one? Yeah, but I wish that someone would say a different name, as in like... Rich chef? No. Well, like, you don't call, like, a very successful ball player. You don't say he's a celebrity. You just say, hey, he's a really great ball player, an all-star pitcher
0: to be fair, if I was a celebrity and someone called me a celebrity, I'd be like, yeah, 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 I am. Why do you not want to be a celebrity? But but I
1: think it's interesting to note because people call something a celebrity chef because historically no one cared about chefs in general. And the only chefs that were knowledgeable to culture were people on TV.
0: So isn't it a good thing? That people care about. Chefs. I think it's
1: great. People care more about food than ever before, but I think most people would rather just be called a chef.
0: You're this powerhouse, and I read that almost everything I've done has been a failure. Hmm. Lucy, has almost everything he's done been a failure? No. <laughs> <laughs> you, you say that like there's like, <laughs> like there's some sort of truth. No,
2: because I think every business is some sort of failure. Like you, you know, you as a business person, you, you think of some sort of like, you know, evolution and models and you start and you see a lot of mistakes, you know? But it, it sort of piles up into, like, you know, uh, homework that you need to, like, clear up and you, you keep moving well, on.
1: I think How many restaurants successful? do you have now? We have quite a few, but I would say most of the things we've started have failed. And I live in a world of sports analogies. That's how I just define my life. And almost every restaurant, we've lost, like, the first you know, four football games, right? Or the first like twenty in baseball and everyone's like, Oh, these guys they're 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 washed up, they're never gonna make it and yet somehow we always make it to the playoffs. Long story cut short. And that's all that matters. Yes.
2: Yeah, it always influences, you know, and I think i don't know when you opened momofuku i think i was in college so it was just interesting to see asian chef like opening something up and and to me it was like exciting because i lived in japan and lived in korea and for me to live abroad for a very long time it also confused me as a what to do you know as an asian person in in u.s and to see someone like david it encourages so back to your question like is celebrity chef good i think It all depends what you're famous for. I think there are a lot of chefs who are doing it just to be famous. I think it's wrong. But if you're recognized and known for what you do, I think that's very important.
0: So I've been in Pyeongchang for a couple of days. I've tried kimchi, Korean barbecue, but I need some help. And from a famous restaurateur and a famous chef.
1: Raw fish. A lot of raw fish in there. All that we're in the mountains right now. She looks so
0: scary. (laughs) (laughs) I saw my
1: eyes.
0: Define.
1: We're what the name of the town is. What Gang Gangneung. Yeah, Pyeongchang. And and, um, yesterday, for instance, I had snow crab. I had local, like, flounder. Uh, sea bass, I had scallops, clams—all of which were beautifully prepared. Most of which were raw, and it was awesome.
2: So it's different to sushi. Sushi is aged, whereas Korean uh, like raw fish is not aged. So you you have a sort of chewy texture, and it feels
1: uh, tastier. In Pyeongchang, in the mountains, there's a lot more barbecue and and soups and stews, like heartier. Mm are the equivalent of what you imagine like you'd eat at a Swiss chalet, right? Hardier food that you could have to rejuvenate yourself after a long day of skiing, upper ap- ap- skiing. And then um, down by the coast, which is about a 30, 40-minute drive, only 20 miles away, there's just some of the best seafood you could possibly get. And eating it raw is no is actually like weight. It's, instead of eating it with wasabi, but they serve it with gochujang. Gochujang is one of the mother sauce, mother ingredients of Korean food and it's fermented chili paste and it's delicious and that's it and with rice and you can have it on so imagine this it's almost like the precursor to poke but way better way way better
0: so all these fans all these Olympians here in Pyeongchang what do you want their takeaway to be of this region's food
1: this is the best food they've ever had anywhere
0: awesome fun food that you can cook yourself
1: very cool it can seem foreboding i think if you're you've never seen anything like this before but it's not exotic it's actually like very very simple food done extraordinarily well and it's no different the only difference is is that it's not being served to you on a you know little nigiri of rice with a thing of wasabi but it's all the same thing for the most part
0: everything i've had here is delicious so far so i'm excited to try the rest lucy david thank you so much for your time we appreciate it thanks for having us And that'll do it for our show. A special thanks to Brandon McFarlane, who composed our theme music. Our show producer is Jonathan Hirsch. Our senior producer is Jillian Weinberger. Our executive producer is Nishat Kirwa. Find more episodes of The Podium on Apple Podcasts. You can watch the Winter Olympics on the networks of NBC. And you can stream every event live on NBCOlympics.com and the NBC Sports app. I'm Lauren Shahadi. All right, so Sonos speakers are super easy to set up, but if you just don't even want to bother with that, you can have someone else do it for you for free. How awesome is that? That's right. If you live in any major metropolitan area, Up and Running will have a trained expert deliver and set up your system absolutely free. Just order from Sonos.com and select Up and Running at checkout if you qualify.